And now Gary, the Bitcoin Boomer. Hello, and welcome to the Bitcoin Boomer Show. I'm your host, Gary Leland, and we have a great show for you today. We're joined by Dr. Rogers, who's running for Congress here in Texas. And we're going to talk about Bitcoin. And just to make sure you know, we talk about Bitcoin every episode. That's basically all we talk about. Now, I'm not trying to sell you any Bitcoin because I don't have any for sale. But I do want to educate you. That's the main purpose of this show. It's an educational show to help steer you in the correct direction and give you information about Bitcoin that I consider to be real information, not fake information, not fake news, not things for my own purpose, but things to make sure that you know what Bitcoin is and that you have a little bit of education about Bitcoin. Now, when we started this show, this is our second season, and when we started this show, Bitcoin was running about maybe $10,000, and then it shot all the way up to $65,000. Well, today, it's about to reach $50,000 after dropping down to thirty-six. So Bitcoin is a commodity that goes up and down. It's a really wild ride. So you really need this information that we're going to give you so you can understand what it is, why you should have it, and what it's all about and what it can do. There's so many things about Bitcoin that are important that you need to know. It's a world-changing item. A lot of people think of it as just an investment, but it is so much more. It is going to change the world as we know it today, I truly believe. And that's the goal of this show, as I said earlier, to make sure you are informed about what Bitcoin can do for you, your family, your friends, your neighbors, everyone, because it's going to do a lot. Now, so much of the world is in turmoil right now. We have wars in Europe starting up. People are scared of China, what they might do. Uh, the, here at home, we have a new president, President Biden, who's signing executive orders right and left. So things are changing from the status quo. Inflation. Oh, my gosh. I think we had the highest inflation since I was in my 20s, back in the 70s. So these are all reasons you need to know about Bitcoin. I can't say it enough. Bitcoin is the future. It's more than money. Now stick with us, and after this uh, word from our sponsor, we'll bring in Dr. James Rogers, and we'll talk about Bitcoin, his campaign, and what he's trying to do here in Texas and on the national scene. He's running for Congress, and he wants your vote and support. We'll be back after this word from our sponsor with the Bitcoin Boomer Show. I'm Gary Leland, see you in a minute. Okay, guys, this is Gary Leland, the Bitcoin Boomer, and you need to come here if you want to find out what Bitcoin is, if you want to just meet some great people and have a great time, come to BitBlock Boom. But it's one thing, you have to be a Bitcoiner. We don't allow shitcoiners. Last week in August, every year, moving to Austin for 2022. Yeah, I love coming to BitBlock Boom because it's like, it's like Mecca for Bitcoiners. Like, everybody here is like part of the hardcore like inner sanctum. Um, you just have these conversations with everybody where like, you can see it in their eyes that they believe the same things that you believe. If you come to BitBlock Boom once, you're going to come every year. The speakers are great. The networking is great because you know, that's really what it's about when you're a, a Bitcoiner, especially when you're a new Bitcoiner, is you want to network with as many Bitcoiners as you can and learn because there's so much information, not only about Bitcoin, 
but about money in general. Hey, so I'm down here at BitBlock Boom, and what energy, what a lot of fun. It's all Bitcoiners and uh, just good people. That's the one thing that, that all my interactions that I've had with people, you can tell you're just dealing with a culture of people that just want to make the world a better place. So if you want to come to a Bitcoiner conference, not a crypto conference or a shitcoiner conference, if you want to come to a Bitcoin conference, you would come to Bitblock Boom. But like I said, don't even mess with it. Don't even think about it. Don't even attempt to buy a ticket if you're a shitcoiner because your money's going to come back and you'll just make us both work. But if you're a Bitcoiner, you need to sign up and come to Austin now and come to Bitblock Boom. Welcome back. I'm Gary Leland, your host, and this is the Bitcoin Boomer Show. And as I said earlier, we talk about Bitcoin if you haven't figured that out. That's all I'm interested in right now is Bitcoin. It'll change the world, but there is something I do want to make you know about, make sure you know about before we go on to our host, and that is a conference that I run in Austin, Texas called BitBlock Boom. Now, BitBlock Boom is a Bitcoin conference only about Bitcoin, not cryptocurrency conference, a Bitcoin conference. And we're celebrating our fifth year. So check out bitblockboom.com if you're interested in learning about Bitcoin, if you're interested in networking about Bitcoin. It's a four-day event. And if you are interested in Bitcoin, this is the place to go. So check out bitblockboom.com. Now, let me bring on our host, Dr. James Rogers. Now, Dr. Rogers is running for Congress in Texas in District 30, I believe, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, well, tell us about uh, a little bio, a little background on you before we go any further. Well, I'm uh, from right down the road in Waco, Texas. I went to Baylor University and then Florida and then back to Baylor for my doctorate. And, uh, you know, after that, I was in the schools for about 15 years. I was going to be the, the great educator and worked in mostly uh, impoverished neighborhoods from the Bronx to London to a little Florida, a little Dallas and uh, all over Texas, really uh, trying to help title one schools. And, and once I kind of got it in my head that it was a, a busted system, I tried my hand at some other things. Uh, I was a small business owner for a while, consultant and uh, currently doing recruiting uh, for an international nonprofit. And uh, the whole time I've been uh, interested in, in different ways of, of helping those, like I said, those impoverished neighborhoods. That's uh, what really got me uh, started into the pol politics and, and trying to get out there and, and help those areas. And uh, obviously, you know that I think Bitcoin is a big part of that. Well, now you say you're running for Congress. That's in the 10th district. That's 30th. 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 I'm sorry. 30th. Yes. Thanks. I don't know much about politics. That's okay. I, I don't get involved that much in politics. Except <laughs> That's a for, good thing. <laughs> yeah, probably. Actually, I think that they need to give all politicians more vacation time. Mm -hmm. The less time they're in there, the less they can mess stuff yeah. up. <laughs> I'm all for that, especially if I win. I'm great on vacation. Yeah, yeah that would work out good for you. Now, tell us, where is your district at that you're running? Yeah, so it's mostly Dallas County with a little sliver of Tarrant County. Uh, so uh, it's uh, Eddie Bernice Johnson was the old, uh, I say old because she's retiring now, uh, incumbent. And then, so there's no incumbent now. They redid the map. It's a lot more wide open, covers everything from Hutchins over to Grand Prairie up to the uh, uh, Park Cities and Fair Park and Oak Cliff and, and just a very wide net in, in, like I said, Dallas County and a sliver of Tarrant County. 
Well, gosh, that's a pretty wide area. I mean, if you're talking from Grand Prairie down to Fair Park, I mean, and it goes further east than that, I guess you're saying? Yeah. So, what? You know, is that not considered like a jury rigging an area? To no, 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 no. It's the opposite. The other district was, uh, in my opinion, looked like a spider web. And uh, now it's it's actually a big block. Uh, and it is a wide area. And I tell you that as somebody who had to, to knock on almost 2,000 doors in that area, I ruined a perfectly good pair of boots. Uh, <laughs> and all, the, all the knocking on doors and going through neighborhoods. But I got to talk to a ton of voters. And it's not only a wide area, it's also a very diverse area. Uh, and so I think that helps. I think that I think it gives us a good snapshot of where Texas is and where America is. So yeah, someone who is not involved in politics, I always wonder, and I don't know if many people out there do, why isn't it just like a square on the map? You know, here's zone one, here's zone two, here's zone three. Why is it like this little sliver like this? Uh, well, I would assume because people who, who draw it, draw it to uh, account for population growth or population decline, but also uh, when you're in power, whether you look at the, if you're in Maryland, uh, the Democratic legislator draws it to where it, you know, it favors the Democrats. And, you know, if you're a Republican legislature in Texas, you probably drew it to, to help out the Republicans. Uh, with this one, like I said, there's not that uh, big advantage in there for, for my district, at least. Uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a wide net to, to cover a wide area from the rural parts uh, of uh, South Dallas to, you know, inner city Oakleaf. Okay, good enough. Now, you're on this show because this is the Bitcoin Boomer show, and I'm the Boomer, not yes. you. No. So, so I'm the Boomer. So explain to me uh, your definition or what Bitcoin is, because that's why you're on here, yes. because you're a Bitcoin person, not because you're a politician. I, I'm a full Bitcoiner, uh, uh, tried and true. Bitcoin to me is, in short, economic freedom. But you probably want a better answer than that so that I don't sound like some politician. Uh, and what it is to me is it's inflation-proof currency that can't be controlled. There's no gatekeeper. And so it gets back to me, if we go all the way back, I was an economics teacher, so I love some of this stuff. Uh, you go back into economics, you know, the first coins we had were actual specie, meaning that they had inherent value, they were actual gold, and they had the stamp of Caesar, and that would prove that this is real gold and it's worth this amount. And, you know, we go into, and then first, now we get to paper money, which are essentially just banknotes that the government decides. And so when you think about it, when you get to paper money, that's just the, the government saying, well, we're gonna hold your money and you trust us with it and we'll allow you this much of it. And that whole system, when you really understand it, especially after the US gets off the gold standard under Nixon, uh, there's really nothing propping up our money, right? And so if we're going to have this system that anytime we run out of money, the uh, gatekeepers or whoever's in charge can just hit the lever and money printer go burr, then what value <laughs> does, our, does our money really have? And so Bitcoin is the opposite of that. It allows me to hold my actual currency and know that it's not being manipulated by some group or some some person and knowing that someone else is not getting a particular advantage just because they happen to be closer to the money printer than I am. So that's, uh, that's the best thing. And I think going forward, it has so much more potential out of that to, to address a lot of those problems we talk about because you don't have to worry about those gatekeepers and that inflation. And for some reason, inflation is on everybody's mind these days. I can't imagine why. I it's, wonder why. Yeah. Now you covered some pretty good points there, some, some items that I think we could go further into. Number one, let's go back to uh, Rome and Caesar. Yes. You know, they started printing their money out of gold and silver, their coinage, but... Uh, then as time went by and Caesar's mm -hmm. armies started needing more money, but they didn't have it, they started making it at a lesser percentage. Yes. And before you knew it, 
there was hardly any silver in there at all, and the whole thing fell apart. Yes, uh, and that's the that was the system. Is it actually stopped being so? Specie is is money that is the value in itself. So it's actual gold or actual silver, not fiat. In other words, right? Which by decree. Yes. So um, the. The transition starts to happen as the Roman Empire expands. They have to have a larger army to maintain it. They have more and more citizens to take care of. And more importantly, as these problems go on, they start propping up the empire with you know, bread and circuses. And so you have to pay for all these things and you, people have to go to the Colosseum, see the games, get drunk, enjoy the food. Well, how are you gonna pay for this? Well, we don't have the actual gold, we don't have the actual silver. We'll take these lesser metals, but we'll put it on the stamp. And so it's all based on the word of the empire, the word of Caesar. And as Caesar gets less and less reliable, if you study history, and the Caesars do, they get a little little crazy or a lot of crazy, depending on which one. Some people may say the press. <laughs> well, that's the parallel, right. So as we've moved out of that system, uh, I think you've seen uh, over the past four presidencies, any time that we've had these financial problems, we just print money. And we just print money, and that's a that's a, a slippery slope because now it's like, well, let's print you know five trillion more. Let's let's print. Why not? Because there's no stopping it except when you have all that cash in circulation and it's not actually creating wealth. There's nothing attached to it. It's valueless, which means it's just a tax on people who keep their money in actual U.S. currency. Now that's not us. All my money goes into to Bitcoin because it's inflation proof. So I'm making money off this. But I think that's a disadvantage, especially if you're in the poor middle class. Right. And then, as you said earlier, the closer you are to the money printer, mm -hmm. the more of it you get, which is called the cotillion effect. Yes. Which the guy who invented the name of that, it was like 100 years ago. It's not like new, this stuff that's happening. No. It's, it's a, been happening a long time. And I think that's why people who have studied history, you know, we've had these conversations uh, they are very frightened by what they're seeing, and that's why they're sounding the alarm that the U.S. has to to build in itself. You know, and that's one of my big platforms is getting Bitcoin more intertwined with the U.S. Uh, economic system, uh, ideally at the citizen level, but even at the the government level, start start utilizing that as uh, to bolster our economy instead of going the other way and just saying, ah, it's over. Let's just go ahead and print until until it all falls apart. Well, there's some people who thinks that nothing goes wrong if you keep printing. Yeah. They just think that's fine. It's not causing inflation. That's printing trillions of dollars. Yeah. And uh, we'll go over that and a little bit more with Dr. Rogers when we get back. So stay tuned for the Bitcoin Boomer Show. I'm your host, Gary Leal. And please tell people about this show and make sure you know we want you to share this information because it's so important. See you right after this word from our sponsor. Adios. Welcome back to the Bitcoin Boomer Show. I'm your host, Gary Leland, joined by Dr. James Rogers, who's running for Congress. And James, one of the, we're going to go back to what we were talking about before the commercial break, because I just find the whole subject of money so interesting. It's amazing. I knew nothing about money. You know, people have money, they save money, they work for money, they spend money, but very few of them know anything about money, except that they work and get some and they spend it. And I find that subject so interesting. And I think really, when I got into Bitcoin, there's something about 
investing and learning about Bitcoin that makes you want to know about money. Because all of a sudden you have something that's not fiat, that's not decreasing, that has a guaranteed supply, and that's all there'll ever be. And one of the things you talked about, or we talked about before the commercial break, was the fact that money was backed by gold. And then they came out with pieces of paper, basically. It was gold and silver, and they came out with pieces of paper and said, this paper is gold. I think what really happened was people got tired of carrying around bags of money, bags of gold and silver, so they would leave their money at a banking institution and get paper receipts that they could trade, but the paper receipts were for the gold they had. Yeah. So the first instance uh, is, is is actually China, and there was a copper uh, was the coin of, of the specie. And you're right, there was a mix of people got tired of carrying coins, but then there was a copper shortage. And so what happened was the bank started issuing banknotes that said these banknotes are worth so much copper. And as you said, the citizens loved carrying, it was a lot easier to carry around slips of paper uh, that had their name on it and things like that, that you couldn't, it was harder to steal. And so that became the adopted system. That's the first instance of it. And we did this, uh, but with what they call a gold standard, and, uh, up until, really until the Great Depression, um, we started, we stopped using it. And so it means that every dollar printed had to be backed by gold, and every dollar you could exchange it for gold, you could go well, into a bank. I and, think old coins, you'll notice they say on the bottom, silver certificate mm -hmm. are worth $5 worth of gold or something like that on the bottom, the old, old bills. Yeah. If you find a, a quarter from the, you know, the below, before the 1950s, it has actual value. Well, actu they, actually, before, if you find a quarter before 19, before I was in the third grade, there we they go. were all silver. There we go. Before I was in the third grade, too. But yeah, no, uh, that's, uh, that's, and you know, that's, you find those coin collectors, they're always looking through those, uh, those cash drawers to make sure that they don't leave any money on the table, because that's worth a lot more now than it was. And that should also show you how much we've inflated our dollars since then. So yeah, uh, FDR comes in, puts the gold standard on life support. Uh, Nixon finally comes into the room with the pillow and uh, you know, puts it all out of its misery and we just remove it completely. And so it's just the word of the government, right? You just trust the government and we're gonna do the right thing, except now we've seen a couple of times over the last four presidencies that anytime we're in trouble, it's like, ah, eh, well, we'll just print a little more. Ah, eh, we'll just print a little more. And that's, again, the slippery slope of, well, who's stopping this? What stops somebody from just printing for whatever they want? And when you have prices skyrocketing, people who say, oh, inflation is, you know, transitionary or whatever, or it's not really real have you have you filled up your gas tank lately have you have you gone to the grocery store and and you know had to, to buy milk and bread and just the basics and everything and um, we what is stopping us what is keeping that government in check and uh, I think Bitcoin should play a vital part in that and uh, being able to use Bitcoin in the same way that you use other legal tenders because right now I'm sure you know this it's taxed with like capital gains and whether you, it's property. Yes, whether you make money on it or not, whether it goes up or down, and uh, it should be treated like like other currency because it's in a lot of ways a lot better than uh, even at this point already than other. You know, if I put my money in the pound, it's treated as currency. Why why couldn't we advocate for using Bitcoin in the same way and and having it taxed the same way so that people will use it more frequently without worrying about Big Brother coming in and you know pulling the lever and devaluing it and and just essentially taxing them without any kind of vote or process. Well, I guess. Technically, anytime you spend Bitcoin, mm -hmm. I mean, if I go into Starbucks and buy a cup of coffee with Bitcoin, technically, mm -hmm. I'm supposed to pay taxes on that uh, profit I made. If I bought Bitcoin at a nickel, mm -hmm. now it's $40,000, almost $50,000. Yeah. I'm supposed to calculate up, oh my gosh, that Bitcoin 
cost me for that cup of coffee cost me an eighth of a penny, <laughs> you know, and now I'm losing $3. money. Yeah. 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 And that's a nightmare that's impossible to do. But you know, on the same thing, though, on that same line, I think that's one of the reasons Bitcoin is here to stay. I think the government's making too much money off of Bitcoin. And now it's like a uh, fuel tax. We're never really going to get rid of gasoline for a long time. They make a ton of money off of gas tax. Mm -hmm. Cigarettes, they make a ton of money off cigarette tax. Yep. We might fight those things, but I don't think anyone's wanting those to disappear really soon to lose that money that's coming in. But there are probably some people who are, so we take that back. But I think the majority of people want that money coming in. And I think that's the way the government feels about Bitcoin now. There's too much money being made off of Bitcoin for them. Yeah, but that's thinking about it in a short-sighted sided way and and no, explain also, that to me well the two things i would say is a that's immoral that the government should just decide well because you have something i want i'm just going to take it right uh well i don't see anything new about that there's I mean, nothing they took wrong, your gold in the, uh, the back in the early 1900s they just said you can't have it anymore well but you, we still need people to stand up and point that out to me like hey this is this is theft right you can't just decide you want something of mine and take it well i guess you can if you're the government uh so and then the second piece um, when you look at um, uh, where we're going with, with how we use it, the more you limit it through excessive tax, excessive regulation, the less people can actually use it, access it, and, and go to Starbucks and, and buy a cup of coffee with it. And so if you want to expand that and get more people using it, then you have, it's, it's, it's the same way as like why social programs limit jobs versus if you create jobs, you now have new taxpayers. And so you've created new revenue for the government. And so the more people use Bitcoin, the more on those small exchanges it'll actually value more in, in the same way that the you'll have more people at Starbucks versus, you know, the Gary Lelands who, you know, bought it apparently at five cents and now have forty thousand worth or whatever. Uh, there's I never said that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know not, not the big brother's always listening. But um, there's you are, you know, incentivizing more people to access it and use it. And those small dollar and those small tax amounts will actually leverage further for the government in the long run, as opposed to, you know, incentivizing you to not use your Bitcoin because you're just going to get taxed to crap if you if you pull it out of out of your cold storage or whatever. Yeah. So basically, you're saying something that's really kind of an old, old, old saying, mm -hmm. teach a man to fish rather than give him a fish. I mean, yes. it's what we're saying here. Teach a man to Bitcoin and, and he will be prosperous is the new one. That'll be. And, and I think that we're going to see in the near future, we already have a country. We have El Salvador mm -hmm. using Bitcoin as currency in their country. Yes. It's mandatory. Every store take Bitcoin. McDonald's, you go to McDonald's and you pay for your hamburger with Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And it looks like that we may see another country doing that before the year's over. Don't know which one, but I see rumors, other countries. How do you think that will affect the U.S. if other countries start following a domino effect and buying and making Bitcoin a currency? And we got less than two minutes to explain this. Well, it's okay because you stole my line. It's a domino effect. And, and you're seeing several countries in Latin America, the Dominican Republic is accessing more Bitcoin. Honduras is accessing more Bitcoin. Uh, I know we've uh, met recently with some people from Mexico who are trying to adopt it there. And the more and more people who in other countries are using it, because we are a global society in the way we buy things and purchase things, so you'll see these global companies, Amazon and them, start more and more opening up access to Bitcoin, and that just puts pressure on the U.S. And if the government is smart, which if, you know, uh, you have people like me and, and Senator Loomis and people like, you know, Senator Cruz who are forth, uh, you know, can see foresight where to go with this, they're going to push the envelope so that America is 
ahead of the curve and is one of the leading countries in this because if not, you're behind the curve, right? And then other countries, El Salvador has more Bitcoin than us and has more uh, you know, backing and more standards to the, what's going to become the backing of their cash eventually. Well, some people say that the United States needs to start mining Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to like, we've got all these computers everywhere. We need to start mining Bitcoin. And I personally say that'll never happen because mm-hmm. the United States will just print more money and buy Bitcoin. Right. Why should they take the time to mine Bitcoin over the year when they can just print five, print $5 trillion and buy all the Bitcoin they want? So when they're ready to get Bitcoin, they'll have no problem getting Bitcoin. When we come back, I want to do two things. I want to talk about how you found out about Bitcoin, your Bitcoin origin story. And I want to go over the petrodollar real quick, because not a lot of people are familiar with the petrodollar. So we're going to be back with Dr. James Rogers and go over those uh, bits of information in a minute. And we're also going to go over a new book I've written before the show's over called uh, Bitcoin and the American Dream. And it does help create the American dream. I'm your host, Gary Leland. This is the Bitcoin Boomer Show. And as I say every time, make sure and tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors about this life-saving technology. And I call it life-saving because it is going to save the world, I believe. So that's the reason I call it life-saving technology. We'll see you back after these words from our sponsor. Welcome back to the Bitcoin Boomer Show. I'm your host, Gary Leland, joined by Dr. James Rogers today, who's running for Congress in the 30th District in mm-hmm. Dallas, Texas. Dallas and no, it's all Dallas County. Is any of it in Tarrant little, County? Little sliver of Tarrant County. A little sliver of Tarrant County. Yeah. And this is the first person I have to admit that I've ever endorsed, ever, in my 67 years of living for Congress, for anything political-wise. Now, James, before we go any further... I usually ask people this question earlier. So I'm asking you kind of late in the show, what is your Bitcoin origin story? How'd you find out about Bitcoin? When'd you find out, when'd you start getting into it? Tell me your story, your Bitcoin uh, it's story. It's like most comic book origins, it's of woe and regret uh, <laughs> in most Bitcoin stories. Uh, I, the first time, uh, probably around 2011, a friend calls, tells me you know, the, the short pitch that he knew, uh, and, uh, and it was a dollar or two at the time, and said, let's just throw in a couple hundred dollars. If it's gone up from pennies, like, if it works out, we're rich. And I, nah. And, you know, and it was also over a phone call. I was like, nah, 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 I'm busy. I don't, I, I can't do this. And then a couple years later, about 2013, uh, I see it's, it's shot up, and it's a couple hundred dollars now. And so we're talking serious. So now it's, I have $6,000 in my savings. I go up to his house, uh, and we're sitting there, and he's explaining it to me, and I'm, you know, doing the thing. I was like, oh, oh, wow, you know, and doing everything. And uh, I'm like, all right, let's do it. And he helps me set up everything. We're going to put 6,000 in. I'm going to, I remember I could have bought 25. That was the, the magic number. I was going to have 25 Bitcoin. Uh, we and, and just to make sure, knows only a million people can own 21. Yeah. So, you know, because there's only 21 million. So yeah. you'd have been a member of the Million Club uh, thank a you. little bit plus. Yeah, you, yeah salt in that wound. Because uh, <laughs> the, the sad part of the story salt is the I walk out in the car. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, 
turns to me and says, you are not putting in one dime of your money into that. You're not giving your hippie friend any money for that stupid internet money. It'll never be worth anything. You're going to lose everything. Uh, and because, you know, the reason she's the girlfriend at the time is because uh, I listened to her <laughs> and didn't. And then I think it was less than uh, two years later, uh, somewhere around 14 or so, um, uh, the, the girlfriend is no more and Bitcoin is, is still going strong. So I start like everybody else buying, a, buying you know, a couple hundred here and there and, and trying to, to chip away at it. Uh, did that all the way up to the the twenty thousand? Rode that down to three thousand. Didn't that's two thousand seventeen. Yes, didn't flinch because at that point, you know, you, you you've seen it enough and uh, just been uh, buying as much as I can. Now, when I see a dip, I don't uh, I don't do the sweats like I used to. And now it's like, oh, that it's on sale. Buy it up. Let's let's convert more of our, our cash, especially you know when you get stimulus payments or whatever, let's, let's put it in Bitcoin. It's going to stay, be much more stable there, much more prosperous. And, uh, and then as I got into it, um, you know, you know, I think just like everybody else, it was an investment, right? It was something I could, oh, I'll pay off my student loans or I'll buy a house. And then you keep reading and it's like, wow, I could do this. It can do that. And, and now, you know, I'm in the, I'm, I'm not going to sell. I'm going to hold on until, until I can do everything I've ever wanted with it for the rest of my life, because I, I really believe in its potential. And I think that, uh, that it's the future and I wouldn't be out here, you know, running for Congress with it being my number one issue on my website if it, uh, if it wasn't. Yeah, uh, correct. I'm, I'm sure. And uh, I think that's a great story. And that's so typical of everybody who's gotten into Bitcoin. I always, when people ask me if it's a good time to buy Bitcoin, that's what people always, this is a good time to buy Bitcoin. Yeah, it's an all-time high. Is it a good time to buy Bitcoin? You know, I've missed it, they usually say, and I'm not a financial advisor, neither is James, so let's get that never, out of the way here. Never. We're just talking our personal opinions. But I always tell people, nobody has ever bought Bitcoin and say, oh my gosh, this is the best time in history to buy Bitcoin. The people who bought it at a dollar said, oh my gosh, I could have got it at a nickel. Mm -hmm. The people who bought it at $100 said, oh my gosh, I could have got this at $100. People bought it at $1,000, $10,000, and now we're up to almost $50,000. Right. But nobody, I, I don't think anyone, when they bought Bitcoin, said, this is the best time to buy ever. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. you know, not when they know what the history was. But after you buy it, it's going to, I tell you, everybody I know this, that too, it's going to go up. Mm -hmm. And it's going to go down drastically. That's just what happens. But once you see that or ride that a couple of times, you get so you realize Bitcoin's not going down. It's going on sale. Yes. And you start buying more of it. And you go, yeah. oh, my gosh, it's going on sale, especially the example of you gave of 2017 when it went from 20,000 to 3,600 maybe it right. went to. It was like, oh, my gosh, if, if I thought this was a value at 20,000, why is it not a value at 3,600? Right. Which considering today it's almost 50, it definitely was. So, yeah. so you, you were smart enough to get into it though. Sorry, I went into that, but. No, no, that's, that's it's, not, it's not something to day trade, right? It's not something that you're trying to flip. It's, it's something you either believe in or you don't. And I think those that get burned are the ones that do try and do the, the day trading and try and guess it. And uh, that's not me. My, my thing is let, let's make this a real asset that I'm gonna use as part of my life. It's, you know, it's my savings account. It's not, uh, it's not the, you know, the, the lotto ticket. You know, I think another good thing about Bitcoin, and I say this many times, Bitcoin is a great uh, mechanism for the unbanked to save and have a retirement program. Let's face it, if you are at the bottom of the income pool, I don't know how you politically correct say that, yeah. but if you're at the bottom of the income brackets, 
you are not probably walking into Ameriprise or Fidelity saying, hey, I want to set up a retirement fund and I got an extra $20 a month here I can put into that. Yeah. You probably aren't going to get too much of help. But with Bitcoin, you can start your own retirement fund, I believe, and then invest in yourself and control your own money. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you this. So my mom has a retirement account. Uh, and at the time, they had an option where she could cash it out. And this was right as in 2017, Bitcoin hit about 5,000. Uh, she hates this story because my father reminds her of it all the time. My father's big into to Bitcoin. He got in when I did. And uh, he was like, let's take it all. Let's cash it out. We're going to put it in Bitcoin. It's at 5,000. Uh, and we, I don't want to talk about how much they had, but it was a sizable a nest egg. My mom was like, absolutely not. It's just, it's going down. It's going to keep going down. It <laughs> that was a, made up internet money. Oh my, yes, that made up <laughs> internet money. Uh, they went back and forth and mama won. Uh, daddy did not win. And that, uh, and, but mom has lost in the long term because my father reminds her of that. And then, you know, they ended up buying in and, and got as much as they could, but Oh my gosh, uh, they could have had so much more and he reminds her of that at least once a week. Anytime they're like, well, we should buy this. And he was like, well, we could have bought it if, you know. <laughs> but you know, the thing about that is we were talking about before the show, it's about st like stocks or anything. It's not a matter of getting in mm -hmm. at that great price, especially on Bitcoin since it's gone up and down so yeah. many times and it's drastic changes too. It's not like it goes down 5%. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it go down 80, 90%. It's a matter of holding onto that Bitcoin and not selling it, getting scared and getting out of the market. Those are the people who've actually had life-changing income off of Bitcoin, the people who hodled it or kept it. Yeah, and that's the that's the whole thing. So, you know, I, I talk about my, he's my Bitcoin advisor for the campaign, Seth Boutin. He's the one that got me into all this. And that was where we started looking at where it can go, not just as a currency, but what it can do as a currency and how you can use it to, to fix different problems and, and whether it's bolstering up you know, green energy and people are trying that with mining and, and whether we can use it to bolster up power grids. And it's just, it's got so much potential that you, like you said, when you had that first thing, you, when you first hear about Bitcoin, it's internet money, right? And then you, I think everybody takes, and I, I don't ever pretend to, to, to know as much as, as you or, or some of the, uh, the other gurus who, who who write the big books and everything about it, but uh, I'm, I'm where I can lean on you guys for knowledge and, and where I can see, you know, if you can see 10 steps, I know I can see five and I'm smart enough to say, hey, Gary, what are these next five steps that are going to look like? And uh, once you buy into the potential, it's, it's, it's you know, you're, you're all in. And I, I think that's the, the key thing. And that's the difference between it and like you were saying, a stock or something that you, you're just trying to get rich quick, which is just a lotto ticket. Yeah, and I think cryptocurrencies in general, uh, yeah. a lot of those are just, let's get rich quick. And people who buy cryptocurrencies, mm -hmm. and I consider Bitcoin, there's Bitcoin and there's 17,000 cryptocurrencies. Right. So, but the people who buy cryptocurrencies, they're the people who are just trying to get rich, get rich quick. They are saying Bitcoin went from a penny to $50,000 or almost 70 at one point. If I could buy this weird coin at an eighth of a penny, maybe it'll go up to a dollar. That's all I need. And those are the ones that seem to lose their money quite a bit. Now, we only have about 30 seconds left. So anything you want to add before we get out of here for the next break? No, just uh, I think that that's the kind of the mindset is is there's got to be a distinguishing. We can be, and I've told you this before, legislatively neutral while being honest. Bitcoin is the king and there's a reason for it. And when we conflate Bitcoin with these other uh, non-Bitcoins, these other cryptos, you're doing a disservice to what Bitcoin's real potential is. Definitely, within, definitely without a doubt, that's the truth. And I believe that's totally. So we'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. 
and welcome back to the Bitcoin Boomer Show. I'm your host, Gary Leland, and I hope you told your friends about this show during the commercial break. I'm joined today by Dr. Rogers, running for Congress in the 30th District in Texas. James, thanks for joining me. As I told people earlier, you're the first politician I've ever endorsed in 67 years of life. The first 10, I don't think count. I wear that badge <laughs> with so much honor, you have no idea. I want, let's, let's talk right now, though. We've talked about Bitcoin the whole show. Let's yeah. talk about your campaign. Let's end it up with your campaign. Yeah. Um, you're running on a Bitcoin campaign, but you're running on more than just that. Tell us about you. Yeah, so uh, this is, uh, like I said at the, the beginning, this is Eddie Bernice Johnson held this seat since its inception uh, on a map that, that she kind of drew herself, and so now they have a brand new map. Uh, there's no incumbent, and uh, I, I think it's it's a clean slate on in terms of what we can offer the community. And for me, I looked around and I saw that in that 30 years that Eddie Bernice was was representing the the district and the community. The, when she came in, the poverty rate was one in five. When she leaves, the poverty rate is one in five. The schools are a mess, uh, and, and there's really no new industry. And so uh, I told you my heart when I got into teaching was with uh, those lower-income neighborhoods and, and you know, uh, working with, with those, those cycle, trying to break the cycle of poverty. And I still think education is the key to that. Uh, but I think I've learned now that you can't do anything with just necessarily education. You also have to partner that with industry. And that's obviously where Bitcoin comes in is, is one of the, the innovative and, and forward-facing industries that definitely Texas is, is big on. So I think it can definitely help the, the Dallas community. And so one of my big platforms besides Bitcoin is looking at how to revamp and revitalize schools through uh, allowing parents more options, not just, you know, I hear, oh, you're, you're for vouchers. It's beyond that, though. We've got to move beyond just this one size fits all, everybody takes a test, everybody goes to college, approach to education. We need more classical schools, more progressive schools, more you know, uh, structure of the discipline schools, behaviors, constructivists, just a wide array because we're a very diverse society and you know, one size doesn't fit at all for me. I'm a giant guy. When I get onto an airplane, those seats were not built for six foot five, 300 pounds. Uh, and so uh, you know, I think we need more diversity of thought in terms of uh, the way we do school and then also industry. We need jobs on that other hand and that's I'm, I was big on opportunity zones uh, as you know helping incentivize those who have wealth to invest in these distressed and, and low-income communities uh, and I read this amazing book that was talking about how Bitcoin is actually a built-in opportunity zone that it has this its own generating currency you can come in with these uh, different you know you see these different groups like riot and all these uh, and I'm not associated with them they're not giving me money to, to, to say their name and everything but they're building industry out of this and these are high paying, they need carpenters, they need welders, they need high paying jobs that kids can get right out of high school and that can make such a huge difference in that uh, and in these distressed communities where the cycle of poverty and so you partner that education with this industry and you create jobs on the other end and uh, I think that that people who are tired of sides and tired of, of hearing you know, uh, you know my team and your team they just want solutions and that's what I'm trying to offer that's my pitch is these are solutions and, and what do you think of these solutions and how can we make it better and I want to represent the community in the same sense when I meet with voters I tell them this is a job interview for me how can I represent your interest I'm not trying to sit here and tell you I've got the magic cure and that I've got the you know the one the the fix the magic bullet as they say there that doesn't exist but if you're solution oriented and you want to have a conversation let me know how I can represent your interests so you feel Bitcoin can help change these opportunity zones, that it is the opportunity zone, and you're using Riot blockchain 
down near Texas A&M, for those who aren't familiar with College Station, mm -hmm. they've revitalized a whole town that was a dying town. Yeah. They've come in, spent millions of dollars. Now the town is growing again because of their efforts there, which were to get Bitcoin. Yeah, and, and I think that Dallas County, you know, it, it, we're way better than anything close to Texas A&M. Now I'm a Baylor Bear, so I have a bias <laughs> in saying that. But no, why not bring it to where we have this great need, where you have people who are ready and willing to work and able, and all we have to do is think about the school. You know, they don't need college education. They don't need this. And that's, you know, welders, carpenters, they, they, you know, I was talking to these guys down there. They said they can't get those jobs, and they're paying 150000 a year. Why well, not a lot of people in inner city Dallas who would love those jobs? I talked to the industry, the big the big you know, thing inhibiting is, is power usage and, and how much they have to pay for power consumption. But I think if we let these communities you know, offer tax incentives for those jobs, I think it's a win-win for everybody. And then especially when you see the way that uh, they've worked with the governor during we had the, the winter storm, they can essentially serve as a backup generator or a backup battery for the state. Uh, and then you have other companies using uh, the, the Bitcoin mining to prop up green energy. And that's, you know, when they leave, they, we have the windmills, we have the solar panels, and they're already built in, they're already paid for, they're up and running and you leave them in these, these communities. And I have other ones that are wanting to set up little housing units and that are self-sustaining. And there's, all this is, is through Bitcoin, and obviously I have other ideas about those, those same investment ideas for those communities beyond Bitcoin, but uh, there's no sense, in the same way that you want to be legislatively neutral but can be honest that Bitcoin's the king, I think I can be honest that a lot of these industries, the, the, the big one that I see taking off, especially in Texas under, under Governor Abbott and everything, is, is Bitcoin. And so if those industries, those jobs are available, Bring them to Dallas because my community needs them. Let's go ahead and get people back to work. Let's get them. Let's get them self-sustaining of themselves. Now tell me, where can people find out more about you and your campaign? Yes. Uh, so everything about me is going to be at jamesrogersforcongress.com, and that's Rogers R O D G E R S. I, I've had it misspelled my whole life. I'm, I'm not <laughs> saying that because I don't think you, Gary, can't spell, but just it's something I've had to deal with. Jamesrogersforcongress.com. It'll have my my. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. Uh, and, and that'll be linked on my website. It also has my Instagram and my Facebook and everything. And we try as many ways as we can to, to provide outreach wherever your thing. I'm not the biggest uh, uh, social media. You've taught me a lot about social media and I, I'm trying to, to still get a handle on all that, but uh, it's the brave new world. You gotta, you gotta be out there and everywhere. So I'm Instagramming it up, my man. It's all that too, so. Well, now the next thing you need to be careful is people will start taking your name and misspelling it and trying to get traffic and scam people. Yeah. So well, and I, I think of that because I have people all the time making Gary Leland. I'm on, on Twitter. I'm Gary Leland, but I'll see Gary Dash Leland, Gary Leland with two L's, and then they're contacting my friends, ask, "Hey, send me some money to invest for you." Yeah. So no, um, been, I wonder uh, how that would affect a politician. I don't know, but I've had four friend requests from Gary Leland. Uh, and I thought you were just like defriending me. I'm like, is this a test or something? I don't know. what it is. And then somebody was like, no, these are scammers. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's kind of amazing that it works. Okay. And uh, I'm just a, a normal guy, but they, yeah. they think they can scam my friends. See, see, when I have a scammer, that's when I'll know I've made it. That's when I'll be like, this is, oh my gosh, this is a hallmark. I'm now a big deal if somebody's trying to pretend to be me. <laughs> And it's not as big a deal as you want when, <laughs> when you have people contact you and say, or you're on a conversation with a group and someone goes, oh, yeah, I had to defriend Gary. He's always asking me for money. <laughs> and anyone that knows me knows I don't ask anyone for money. No, no, no. You know, or for, for their crypto. So yeah. uh, when that happens, <laughs> you uh, really feel bad. You're concerned someone's going to get uh, scammed and 
you'll see him five years later and go, hey, I want that $10,000 I sent you. Yeah. <laughs> and no, you go, no, no, what no. are you talking about? When I ask for money, it's very overt. It's on a donation page, <laughs> and it is binding and, and follows all laws and legal requirements as outlined in the campaign now, finance. Can you accept Bitcoin as a— uh... I can, and I do. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I, again, I'm orange-pilled as they come, and so I put— I have a, the button on there on my, my page, on my donation. It's above the regular donation page because I want people to know that this is this is real for me. And I get when people don't donate in Bitcoin because, you know, uh, Bitcoin has that value. But uh, uh, it's still to show that, that, A, I'm forward thinking and I'm not just put, you know, that I walk the walk. I don't just talk the talk. Uh, but also that, that I'm part of this community and that I understand what it, what its potential is, is going to be in the long term. Well, uh, James, I want to thank you for coming on the show. We've had a great conversation. This is unlike any conversation I've had in two years, but I guess that's what happens when you get a politician on the show. Uh, Bitcoin slash politician on the show. The conversation is going to go in a different direction. But it was very informative and very educational, hopefully, for everybody out there. Any last words you want to leave on? you got like a minute here. So Just, you know, I keep telling people this is... This is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. I'm pulling off the upset of the century. This is going to happen. We're flipping this long-held blue district to red because I think people are buying in to what we're saying about freedom and that they're buying into what we're saying about economic prosperity. They're tired of the same old, same old, and that's not applying to either side. That's just saying that we need fresh ideas. We need innovative ideas. So you heard it here first that I am going to take District 30, and I hope you'll have me back on when I'm Congressman James Rogers, and that we'll have that the same kind of uh, conversation. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll do it from the Congress floor or something. Sounds Let's good. You know, I have I have several senators who are friends that yeah. I've met because of Bitcoin. You would be my first Congressman that I uh, consider a friend because of Bitcoin. And thanks for joining us for James. We're going to be back into this word from our sponsor. But uh, we'll wrap it up then. And like I said, every time, please tell your friends about this world-changing technology we're talking about, Bitcoin. See you in a minute. Hello, and welcome back to the Bitcoin Boomer Show. I hope you enjoyed today's show. It was a little bit different than our normal show since we brought on a politician, which I've never done at anything, and be honest with you. So he gave us some great thoughts on what Bitcoin can do, which we've talked about before, but what Bitcoin can do for the community, which I think was a great, great point that he made. Now, before we go, I do want to make sure you know about the book I've written with some friends of mine, Bitcoin and the American Dream. This is a book that we wrote for politicians, basically, for congressmen and senators, national and statewide. So if you know anyone, and even non-politicians, so if you know anyone who's interested in learning about Bitcoin, please go to BitcoinandTheAmericanDream.com and buy yourself a copy today or buy two, buy one for you and one for them. And let's help educate people about Bitcoin. This is a book that you can read in about an hour. So on a flight from A to B, you could read this book and know quite a bit about Bitcoin. I definitely, that's for sure. Also, I want to make sure you know that if you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area of Texas, please come to BitBlock Barbecue. That's at bitblockbarbecue.com. But I host a monthly meetup group, and Dr. Rogers is always there. So if you want to meet Dr. Rogers, or you just want to talk about Bitcoin, come to BitBlockBoom and go to bitblockboom.com to find out about that. Please, if you have any questions about Bitcoin, send them to me. And we'll try to bring them up on future episodes of the show. 
and send them to me at GaryLeland at gmail.com. We'd be happy to answer your questions. If we get enough questions, we may have a show of just Q&A answering questions so that we can give you as much information as possible about Bitcoin. Um, anything else I want to say? Let me think. I want to make sure you know to share this. Share it with your friends. Share it on Twitter. And if you're on Twitter, make sure and follow me on Twitter at Gary Leland is my Twitter handle. But I think I'm Gary Leland about everywhere. So if you're on Twitter, go to twitter.com slash Gary Leland to follow me there. Now, the Bitcoin Miami conference is coming up. If you're in Miami, I hope you say hi to me and come by and let's talk Bitcoin for a while. It'd be an exciting thing to do. And I'd love to meet you. So for this week's show, I'm going to have to say goodbye. See you next week and start digging in and learning a little bit about Bitcoin on your own. Don't wait just on me. Start learning about Bitcoin. This is world-changing technology. And that's what it is. It's technology. It's computer code. So it's going to change the world and it'll change the way you think. See you again next week. Mm -hmm.